Welcome to Minimalist Chicks, a limited series podcast about two longtime besties on a journey of figuring out how to adult and do it without all the extraness of life. Each week, we'll bring you a different super real and funny episode on living the minimalist lifestyle, from decluttering your kitchen and closet to hoarding keepsakes, and also what it's like trying to be a minimalist wife and mom when your spouse ain't about that life. I'm Brina. And I'm Dina. No relation. And this is Minimalist Chicks. Join us on our journey and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. For more on the show, check out minimalistchicks.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Pinterest for mini inspiration. Get it? Mini inspiration? Minimalism? (laughs) Now let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Minimalist Chicks. For this week's episode, we chatted with Yolanda Acree, founder of BlackMinimalist.net a blog, podcast, and online community dedicated to elevating the voices of Black folks who are part of the movement. Yolanda launched Black Minimalist in 2017 after starting her own personal journey and noticing a lack of diverse representation in the mainstream minimalist movement. Is minimalism countercultural to the Black experience? Are we glamorizing poverty? We dive into all this and more with Yolanda, so take a listen. Welcome to the show. We have Yolanda here with us. Hi, everyone. Thanks for chatting with us. Yes, thanks for having me. We are just going to hop right into it. We, um, we're going to start off by asking you a question we asked um, most of our minimalists. Um, how do you personally define minimalism? Okay, so for me, minimalism is all about freedom. The freedom to be me, to be myself, you know, authentically, freedom from expectations, freedom from clutter, and just the freedom to pursue, you know, my dreams and goals. Okay. We've done a little research on you, and I've, I've, I've seen your, uh, your site. I've come across your site. That's how we got in touch with you. How did mm-hmm. you uh, come about creating BlackMinimalist.net? Uh, okay. So... We just recently launched Black Minimalist. It's been about seven months now. We launched in May, but the idea of Black Minimalist has actually been sort of, it was in my mind like two years ago, a little bit over two years ago. Um, When I was starting my minimalism journey and when I transitioned my personal site to talking about minimalism in my journey, I realized that there weren't any black folks represented in the mainstream media uh, minimalist movement. So, you know, you have the minimalists, um, Joshua Becker and Courtney Carver with the Project 333 and all that. But, you know, missing from the, I guess, the most popular online personalities talking about minimalism and even in like the groups that I was a part of was black people. Right. So I started looking around, you know, Google and YouTube, trying to find other black folks that were living simply. And then I started interviewing them. So for me, that was sort of like the genesis of black minimals. But I, at the time, I didn't know, like, what it was going to be. So, mm-hmm. Yolanda, I have a question. So on your site, um, you mentioned that the need for black people to like free ourselves saying that minimalism is a tool um, for personal and collective liberation. Can you talk a little bit more about that and how you think living a minimalist lifestyle 
um, like really accomplishes that. Mm -hmm. Sure. So when I think about personal, um, personal liberation through minimalism, you know, I think about people making choices that best serve them and letting go of things that don't. So whether that's, you know, unhealthy habits or relationships or, you know, just stuff, letting go of the things that aren't serving you so that you can, you know, more, I guess, walk in your purpose and live out your purpose. Um, and it's also about as you let go of those things, you're making space for more of the things that you want to come into your life. So that's how I see it, I guess, from a personal standpoint. Collectively, I look at it twofold. So collectively, each individual who pursues this journey and is able to free themselves is is inspiring someone else in their community and their personal, you know, family circles or friends circles to think about how they can free themselves. But then also from a different point, looking at it collectively, we live in a country where we're not valued and we haven't been valued mm -hmm. um, since we were brought here. And, you know, our ancestors who, some of our ancestors who came there here through slavery, you know, that was a, very exploitative capitalist system that brought us here to the U.S. So when we decide to, you know, consciously think about what we are consuming and how we're spending our money and how we're using our resources, that is an act of freeing ourselves as a community. Yeah, I sure. totally yeah. understand. I definitely, I mean, we, we all know we are targeted as a race <laughs> when mm -hmm. it comes to consuming goods because we spend. Um, and I don't know if that's generation, right? Of yeah, like not saving. You know, mm -hmm. like that is something that we, yes. as a culture, do not, um, as a whole, just do not embrace. Like other races, their dollars, uh, they circulate within their community. Uh, several times where exactly. like our community it's I don't even know if it's one time now yeah I definitely seen um I think it's like the a dollar stays in the black community for like I don't know like five minutes or something it's something very wow. like drastic and I was yeah. just on an article the other day that was saying like by like 2060 the median net worth for black Americans will be eight dollars well that's mm. scary <laughs> yeah wow. whereas wow. for white americans it's hundreds of thousands of dollars like right. it's crazy oh. yeah well i mean of course then there's institutional implications mm -hmm. that you know are behind that but you know also personal accountability as well plays into that exactly. especially as you know we're at a age where you know we are more educated and make more money mm -hmm. you know as a race of people here than than we ever have and so you know i wonder just kind of as a sidebar question like how how have you seen that tension um maybe not necessarily for yourself but you know within your community of black folk and family and right. friends like when you start from a black perspective, start talking about like, hey, guys, I know we're doing, you know, generally yeah. well as a race and, you know, we're educated and balling and all of that and doing well. Now let's get rid of all the stuff. Like yeah. it feels very like obviously the idea of minim minimalism is, is counter cultural in general. But mm -hmm. when you add that 
that black experience and perspective to it, I feel like it's even more counter. Like, wait, why am I, why am I having, striving to have less? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I've worked so hard to get to it. Yeah. Level. I don't know. I don't want to skip to you other guys' question, but you asked something about the difference between white minimalism and I guess black minimalism. And that's one of the things like the cultural implications of living with less, I feel like is much greater for a black person than a white person because we're taught to strive for these things, to get that degree, um, to get that, you know, the house, the mortgage, the car, all that stuff. But is that is that stuff really liberating us as a group? Right. And what what does that mm-hmm. stuff mean? Is it going to um is it gonna be able like this like cars, like how often are you going to be able to give your car to your grandson? You know, like yeah. we got to be able to have these things like invest in these uh, or invest in, I say things, but that are going to outlive us. Things that have worth. Worth. And you know, a car yeah. depreciates in value as soon as it goes yeah. up a lot or, you know, as soon as you buy it. Um, it's, it's definitely, it's a difficult question to answer. And it's not, it made me think about something else too. Um, this didn't happen to me personally, but someone else said it to one of our other team members, you know, that minimalism is some white people shit. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse something. No, it's fine. <laughs> Pie, well, we're there. Yeah, we're there. Let's, let's roll with it. <laughs> um, and it's like, it's not, it's actually a universal thing. Like people in other cultures have lived simply for centuries, for centuries now. You know, yes, minimalism as a trend is something that's new. And yes, the people who represent it, you know, in mainstream media are white, but it's actually, you know, something that everyone can use, not even just black people, but especially black people and other people of color who are oppressed. It's definitely something that we can use to free ourselves you know, at least somewhat from the oppression. Yeah, yeah, and, I it, agree. and, it, and it's like spend less so you can have more. Like it's not necessarily exactly like just like starve yourself. It's just like you know, we we've had other speakers and talked to, uh, t- I've interviewed other um, people that are just saying, I want to ha- spend less because I'm saving for something bigger, something mm-hmm. greater. I'm saving for more experiences in my life. So it's, exactly. it's not like you know, a trend thing of like, um, this year, <laughs> you know, my new year's right. goal is going to be like to have less clothes. It's like, no, it's a lifestyle change. You're going to have less clothes yeah. so that the money that you did not spend on clothing mm-hmm. can go to, uh, you know, a CD or like investing in a stock or like just saving it for a house. So I think, I think a lot of, um, I mean, we're also learning, but I think also the, the concept is just misconstrued. Like people think mm-hmm. that minimalism is like this diet. <laughs> You're just <laughs> yeah, like, going to go without. Yeah. And people, there's also, we're actually working on an article about this for black minimalists, but people also think um, minimalists are glamorizing poverty. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Poverty? Oh, that's, that's a strong word. Yeah, yeah like, like that's, you know, that's, what? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, you never I heard that. Think about that poverty. And this is something that I've seen discussed more in white minimalist spaces than in others. But 
people are have the privilege to give up this stuff and live like a poor person, but they aren't actually they don't actually understand what it means to be poor. Interesting. That's the mm. argument. Mm. That's deep. Mm. I think that idea says a lot about how much value we put in stuff that we think that just minimizing goes straight to like poverty. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I think that it's, it's kind of scary. Like when you really think about it, that we think about life and things and materialism in such um, in such extremes mm-hmm. that the concept of balance you know what I mean? Like, makes people like align that with poverty. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, balance, balance is you have everything you need. Exactly. Yeah. That's a balance. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I feel like, why, why is, or why can't you be poor and a minimalist? And mm. there are minimal, and there are poor people who aren't minimalists. Right. No. Right. So you know, you can talk about it. Talk about it. Too. That's where we go. <laughs> Yes, because, you know, I consider myself someone who is poor. You know, if you look at if you put my numbers on paper, I'm considered poor. I'm considered working class. Um, but I'm also a minimalist. But I don't personally view myself as poor because of the experiences that I've allowed myself to have. But, you know, when you look at how much I make in a year, I'm considered poor. So talk more about that, Yolanda, like your um your specific story on how you became um, a minimalist. Like, what did that journey look like for you? How did that start? Like, where did all this come from, from for you? Um, so it was about five years ago, actually exactly five years ago to this month, um, that my minimalist journey started. I didn't know that it was called minimalism. Um, so at the time, you know, I had everything that I was supposed to have. I had a good job, I had a car, I had my place, you know, I could pay my bills, you know, I could do all those things that normal, I guess, middle class people are able to do. Um, But I wasn't happy and I wasn't motivated. Like I hated my life and I was depressed and I just didn't know what to do. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to just start over and I'm going to get rid of everything and I'm going to move back home with my mom and I'm going to figure out my life and what I really want. I was also coming up on my 30th birthday, too. So I'm sure that influenced um, how I was feeling at the time. But, yeah, you know, I left the DMV, um, gave up that that commuting time because y'all know how traffic is in the DMV. It's charging. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's charging. It's the worst. <laughs> It's the worst. Yeah, so I gave up the lease on my apartment. I got rid of all the stuff because I moved back to my mom's. You know, she had a two-bedroom apartment. I took my old room back, so I had to get rid of everything, basically, to go back home. Um, I did still have my job for a couple of months, but I eventually quit my job also. And I just started, you know, I guess working on me and thinking about what I wanted. You know, it's been a process you know like I said it's been five years and I feel like my minimalist journey is never going to end I'm never going to arrive at a place where I don't need minimalism anymore and it's kind of takes me back to the, y'all said y'all aren't minimalist yet but you're on the journey but you are minimalist I mean you know you started the process even though you're at the beginning of your journey I still consider you guys minimalist and you know I still consider myself to still be on this journey from now until you know the end 
of time of my time yeah so it's a it's a way of life it's a lifestyle exactly but that's not even to say that you won't have your you know ups and downs throughout your minimalist journey like for me coming here and starting over in Mexico and like having to like furnish my home and do all that stuff like I was really having some anxiety and frustration because I was buying all this stuff even though I needed the stuff for my house like it was still you know a little bit anxiety causing I had to like check my budget and like not get carried away um so you know even me at five years into this journey you know I still have my struggles with stuff yeah since uh being on your journey for this for these five years, what are what are two or three like amazing things like that you've learned and profited from from being a minimalist? Like how has it helped you in your life? I think something that I've definitely, I guess, learned and embraced is the power of saying no. Um mm. say no to people. <laughs> no, I can't come to this event. No, I can't lend you that money. You know, no, I don't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Being able to say no to things, um, you know, leaving behind, being able to say no to relationships that just aren't serving you. No is a really powerful word. And it's a, you know, what do they say? It's a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. Um, That's real. And just saying, That's so real. Yeah. And just saying no and having the, I guess, awareness and confidence to like, even when I'm wanting something, being able to ask myself, do I need this? Is this bringing value to my life? And questions like that before just going, you know, in the past, just going and buying it because I wanted it in that moment. Yeah, I'm I'm still working on that. Yeah, it's a process. Like I said, it's yeah. a process. It's such a journey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my weak spots are are clothing. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of thrift shopping, and I'm like, I mean, it was it used to be like a really bad thing for me. Like it was, it's like I could not leave like the thrift store without leaving with an item. So um, I'm much better now. Like I go in, I'm like, I need this, and then like if I don't see it, right. I leave. So. It is a process. But yeah, I agree with you. Like as the older I get, the easier it is for me to say mm-hmm. no. Like, no. Yeah. I cannot do it. Like, there's no space in my life for it. That it's weird. I was explaining that to my mom. My mom is like, I won't say her age. She's in her sixties, mm-hmm. but she it's really hard for her to say no to people. Mm-hmm. She gets stressed out and she does way too much. But yeah, that's that's all a part of like minimalizing your life mm-hmm, for sure no, it, it, yeah it doesn't fit yeah. i was gonna say i definitely think it's something that's harder for women than for men um yeah to say no because we want to you know we're taught to please others and do for others yeah before you know um before ourselves and you know we're not taught i guess to value ourselves above others yeah Yolanda, so your site, blackminimalist.net, is doing um, really amazing things. You've got the podcast, you've got the blog, outreach, volunteer work, and communities. Um, where do you see the site and the movement 
this time next year or, or mm-hmm. in two years? We definitely want to do more like outreach and like in-person events. That's something that we were just talking about. Like we want to get to know our community more intimately. Um, so we're definitely going to be planning for some more in-person and like more, just more events where we get out into the various communities all over the country and meet you all. Um, we're also going to be launching a course I love it. in the next year. And another big goal that we have, that's probably going to be, you know, a couple of years out is that we want to host like a black minimalist conference. And bring you yes, know, all the animals from it. everywhere, and so you know, get us all one oh, place. That would be so cool. I love and it. Just talk about you know, talk about our experiences. I think it's like a movement. Mm-hmm. Like it is a movement of like have less to have more. Yeah. It's not have less to have less. Like it's have less to have more. Do something else with that money. Right. You know, as as I journey into this, it's so weird because it does. It, it makes you very conscious of how you spend your money, but also how other people spend their money. True. And that, and that totally. part drives me insane. Like when I see like my family <laughs> members and I'm just like, oh my gosh, yeah. I know you have a credit card that's not <laughs> being paid yet and still. <laughs> You're on this. That's definitely. When I moved back home with my mom, you know, she's not a minimalist, but she's not better, actually. And I like to think that I had an influence on her. But um, I definitely know that when you out with that person, you see them buying stuff. And I just my thing would be like, I would just be like, mom, you don't need that. And I had to, like, stop myself because, you know, she's a grown woman. So, you know, I can be an example, but, you know. I don't want to get caught up in what, you know, what she's doing, you know, or, you know, rain on her parade, even if I don't agree with what she's doing. When it comes to the parents, it's a little bit harder because it's like, they're like, I'm the mom, you know? Yeah. And that whole generational thing too, just, you know, coming from a different time and different experiences and ideas about what success and I made it are. So, um, but I, I love that idea of, um, of community and Yolanda, the work that you you guys are doing with um, creating those safe spaces for accountability and encouragement um, around minimalism and and life balance. I think that's so vital and affirming and so needed. Um, so tell us, like how how can people get involved with what you're doing? Um, what do you guys have going on right now that people can jump into? So I think. One of the best ways to get involved with us right now is to contribute to our site. Um, we definitely want to share your stories for the whole community because so many people get inspired by hearing other people, you know, talk about their journeys. Um, so you can definitely go to blackminimalist.net slash contribute and look at our topics for each month. You can also submit, um, you know, original content or you can be interviewed by us, but you can definitely contributing is one of the best ways um, to get involved with us. The more stories we have, the better. And then one other way that you can um, get involved with us is to donate. Um, we definitely need your support. Black Minimalist is funded by um, the four team members that we have. We're definitely working on you know expanding our services. We just launched our coaching. Um, and we're working on merch, but in the meantime, anything that people can contribute, we are thankful for. 
you know, as a minimalist, we, you know, we invest in the things that we find value in. So if you find value in the black minimalist community, please donate to us. Dope. And where can folks find you uh, online, all your social points? So we are on Twitter, um, Twitter and Instagram at BLK Minimalist. And then we're also on Facebook and YouTube as Black Minimalist. And of course, our site is blackminimalist.net. All right. That's what's up. We love it. Thank you so much for chatting with us. Um, we are looking forward to that conference, though. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I have my carry on ready. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Backpack. Yes. I have my backpack <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> I'm telling you, because the last conference I went to, I had to check my luggage and it was not cute. Yeah, I had to check luggage coming here to Mexico. And this is the first time I've checked luggage in years. Well, you moved, so... I know, but still. <laughs> it's not. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not. It's not. Yeah, but everything made a safety thing up. Yes, yes. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for joining us and be sure to tune in next week. If you've enjoyed the show, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Got a question you'd like to ask or a praise report to share? Send us an email at minimalistchicks at gmail.com. For more information about the show, check out minimalistchicks.com and follow us on the gram and Pinterest at minimalistchicks.